Hey, Mama. Gear up for our conversation with Melissa Buck from Motherhood Survival Boxes. Melissa is a mom of two with baby three on the way. She started her business, Motherhood Survival Box, while she was nursing round the clock with her second baby. She's all about that self-care beyond grabbing a coffee with friends once a month. She also homeschools her oldest, and is a recovering perfectionist. In this episode, we also chat about the similarities in our experience with postpartum anxiety pretty early in the conversation. This week's episode is brought to you by our favorite sponsor, Great Kids Snacks. Have you tried them yet? I know I ask you every week, but we seriously love them. Great Kids Snacks is a subscription box of snacks that gets shipped to your house each month. Each month, this box comes with a bunch of healthy new snacks to try, including some snacks from the previous months. It's a fun way to expose our kids to new food so we don't get into a rut. The snacks range from really delicious protein-packed snacks to fruit-based snacks and usually a couple healthier, fun snacks each month as well. Use the code MOMPOD25, that's M-O-M-P-O-D-2-5, for 25% off your first box. Go to greatkidsnacks.com and type in M-O-M-P-O-D-2-5 for 25% off your first box. When you use this code, you are supporting our podcast. As for supporting us, be sure you are following us on social media at Mamosa's Podcast. Head over to iTunes and give us a quick rating and review as well so that others can find us. It's super fast and is a huge help for us. Thanks again for all of your support. Enjoy today's chat with Melissa. Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen and Talia. And this week we have Melissa Buck with us. She is the founder and creator of Motherhood Survival Boxes, which we're really excited to learn about today. Um, So thanks for joining us, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So we always love to get our not just feet wet, but our whole bodies soaking wet and just dive right in and ask about birth stories. So whatever you would like to share, we'd love to hear about. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, let's see, we can start with my first and she, I was 19 when I had her. So pretty young. Um, so just all in all, it was just a pretty terrifying experience. (laughs) Um, I don't know what you're more scared for, if you're more scared for the birth or for, you know, what comes after it. So um, the birth was pretty easy. She just kind of came into this world pretty quickly. So she isn't a much to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And my second was decided to wait a little longer and we were, you know, in labor and contracting with him for about two days. Until finally decided to come into the world. And again, I mean, I've been very blessed to have very easy, non-traumatic, not very exciting births. So he just kind of came and that was that. Do you feel like you forget between, because you said your oldest is like, there's a 10 year difference between your first two? Yeah. And so do you feel like you forget, like when you're se- you had your second, you're like, oh man, I really forgot what this is all about. Uh, yes, you do. And 
I was more scared of my second, I think, just in the birth for the birth than I was my first. I think just because that was what I was focusing on. I wasn't I was at that point 30. So I didn't really have to worry about all the other things I was worrying about with my daughter. So well, and I feel like ignorance is bliss that first time around. Like, you right? don't mm-hmm. you don't realize like uh, how bad it's really going to hurt. You know, like everyone tells you, but there's just no way to grasp like how much it's going to hurt. But then like the fact that you can survive that kind of pain. Right. I I remember at one point I told my midwife, I was like, this really hurts with my son. I was like, it hurts. It hurts. I need to stop. And she was just like, uh, I don't know if that's an option. (laughs) Yeah. But I get it. I get it hurts. So did you forget, like, did you have that like amnesia of like how your first birth you were like, oh, that was it was, I mean, it was tough, but it was not terrible. Like, did you forget about that when you were going in for your second? Or was it just like that same fear of, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible? Right. I think, yeah. I honestly, I just don't think I anticipated it to be as bad. And I mean, you get over it pretty quickly. Thankfully, you know, me, I was like, oh, okay. Like, we made it through. That was fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, it helps you bring home that little baby. And right. you're like, well, that's done instantly rewarding but (laughs) how was that transition to two how did you how did your family do going from one to two we honestly did better than I thought just my daughter being the only one for 10 years I was really concerned that she was just going to lose it (laughs) I mean being an only child is pretty rough yeah and just getting all the attention and everything. So just because she was older, I feel like, you know, we expected her to handle it a lot better than a toddler would. I feel like you would give more grace to a toddler than you would a 10-year-old, whereas you're like, oh, come on, it's fine. Like, right. mm-hmm. So it was kind of a constant reminder to, you know, spend time with her and to check in and because um, she wouldn't voice it. And, you know, she didn't act out or anything like another child would. So, <clears throat> but it did go better than I expected it to be. And the family just kind of transitioned. And because the 10-year gap, you know, I had time to focus on both. You know, I could nurse and nap and everything was fine while she was at school. And then she'd come home and we'd, you know, focus on her. So that was really nice. And I wonder, too, if you had to, like, keep reminding yourself, okay, she's super self-sufficient. Like, I even have to do this in my four-year-old right now. And he's obviously less self-sufficient than a 10-year-old. But I keep having to remind myself with him, like, oh, yeah, you're really self-sufficient now and you can voice things more. But I still need to make sure, like, I'm giving you attention even if you're not asking for it. Right. And, like, Mm -hmm. not making them do everything. Right. Yeah. And, you know, tucking them in and spending those couple extra minutes, like, you know, just really focusing on that. Because it was, you know, she'd get up, she'd eat, she'd shower. Like, honestly, you could go the whole day without having to... (laughs) You know, you know how to feed her. You don't have to do any of that. So, yeah, yeah, just trying to make the extra effort. Had she been asking like, oh, I want a sibling or was she like, "Uh, what have you done to me? Uh, Yeah, no, it was like excited. It took a while to get excited. Okay. You know, probably (laughs) about halfway through the pregnancy. She was pregnancy. She was finally, okay. And then it was like, you could tell, you know, she liked him, but. It wasn't, she liked him. It wasn't anything <laughs> like that great. Now it's like they're inseparable. Yeah. So how how old are they now? So she is. Ter- she'll be eleven, and he will be. Gosh, he'll be two in September. Okay. okay. And now you have number three on the way. Yep, and number three is on the way. 
But how does she feel about that? She's like, all right, one was fine, mom. You're bringing another mess into this house. Uh. <laughs> right. And she's actually excited about this one. So oh, good. Yep. Not so just exciting. tolerating it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that she knows what it's like, probably the first one, she's like, I mean, I've seen babies before. Maybe my friend's parents have other babies, but do I really want this one to stay around? But now she's probably uh-huh. digging it. Yeah. No, she's excited. We're a little more concerned about because our son has no idea. <laughs> like he just gets mad when he can't like fit around the bump and me in the chair and he just has no idea so the poor guy's world's gonna get rocked Aww. yeah even especially my oldest two are 26 months apart and my youngest two are 19 months apart and even that like having 26 months like those seven extra months I felt like he still hated it but better understood like right. there's a child coming like my youngest when we just had our third was like um, what happened here? What happened? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, totally, like, clueless. I know, I feel a little bit bad, because I'm like, he, seriously, they just have no clue. No idea. <laughs> but then I'm kind of like, well, all the trauma that you're about to garner from this, at least you won't remember it. Right. <laughs> True. So after you had any of the kids, did you experience any postpartum depression or other um, postnatal mood disorders? Um, well, like my daughter, like I said, I think that was just in itself being, you know, the age I was and, um, that it was just terrifying. (laughs) You know, I think you're just strictly in, I was just in like survival and like try to figure it out where I don't know if I would have noticed if that's what that was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But whereas with my son, I, again, I don't know, but it took me a really long time to figure out that, oh, something, this isn't normal. (laughs) You know, the way I'm feeling, I, you know, I just passed it off for so long and then finally realized like that I was suffering pretty terribly with um, postpartum anxiety, Mm. but I hadn't really heard about postpartum anxiety. I, you know, and I'm looking at postpartum depression and all these signs and like, I'm like, you know, I don't have those and I don't feel these certain things, but something's off. And so it took a while to kind of pinpoint what it was. Mm -hmm. And when I finally did realize like, oh, postpartum anxiety is a thing. And I like match those bills like completely. It was, I was able to kind of try to start working through that, but I was really, he was really rough. He was really hard on me. So Oh, yeah. It's kind of liberating to figure it out because I feel like postpartum depression is getting a lot more light. And I think now in the last year or so, there's a little bit more about postpartum anxiety. But you just don't hear much about that, like postpartum anxiety or postpartum OCD. So if you don't fit the bill for postpartum depression, you're kind of like, um, so what's the deal then? Like, this doesn't feel normal, but it's not depression. Right. Well, and What's it's wrong just with me? like all these, you know, these really like um, extreme symptoms, you know, I don't love my baby. I don't like I want to harm myself. And I was just like, that isn't it. <laughs> but there's something something isn't, you know, going on. So I'm glad it's being shown to light because it was a really unsettling time. That's for sure. Just not knowing and not knowing where to turn and just having, you know, these terrible like visions all the time and not knowing where to go and you don't know what you know I personally didn't talk about it with anybody until you know finally way later when I was like you know I can't get in the car 
without having like these terrible visions of something terrible happening or I can't shower or, you know, and finally it was like, okay, this is something that we need to like work on. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I used to picture, I would always picture whenever I had to take a turn out of somewhere, us getting totaled. Oh, yes. I mean, it was like almost every time that I was driving, I could picture like our car getting totaled. Yeah. No, it was it was really rough. And uh, that's because anytime we take an exit and I finally was like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, the grocery store. And and like I said, the you know, I'd take a shower and I just couldn't. I'd have to get out because it was just anything that could happen was going to happen. And my husband would go out of town and I'd, you know, like hide a knife in the, the bedside table because I just didn't know what to do or how to handle him being gone. And I'd think of every exit outside the house and, you know, just motherhood in itself, you get ultra sensitive and, you know, protective. Yeah. Protective. So that added little dose of anxiety on top of that was just really insane. I think it's hard sometimes to know the difference between like, yeah, this is kind of a normal motherhood instinct of like, I want to protect my kids versus like, uh, no, this is really overwhelming and it's happening every time. Again, like I drive or my husband's out of town. My husband traveled a lot after my second and um, I also had postpartum anxiety and I basically like wouldn't sleep when he was gone. I would just be like, I would wake up in sweats, checking the monitor every like five minutes to make sure the kids were still alive and no one was in the house. Yeah, no, it's rough. But like I said, I'm so glad that it is getting brought out. Just mm-hmm. I think people talking about it it, you know, anybody listening or, you know, on Instagram or whatever, or they can go, oh, okay. You know, knowing you're not alone is like huge, which is another, you know, just another thing in motherhood is just loneliness and just feeling like there's no one out there that's feeling the same thing. So totally. So uh, one more question about that. Did you notice that there was any like, like one thing you would sort of obsess on to relieve that anxiety? Like, so for example, I noticed hindsight that was like, very obsessed with my middle son's sleep and I was like watching the clock and I didn't really do that with my oldest and I don't do that now with my youngest and I now hindsight realized like oh that was that was me trying to control my anxiety so I was very like okay you've been up for you know an hour and a half it's time for you to go to sleep and like you have to sleep in your crib and I I'm not going to hold you because you have to be able to sleep on your own and like it was very like that was me controlling my anxiety. Did you notice any of those kinds of things? You know, I don't know if I've ever thought about that, but I mean, it makes sense trying to take control in other areas of your life. But I was obsessed with schedule, but I don't know if that was just me as a mom. I was also obsessed with schedule with my daughter. (laughs) So now that he's older, I'm like, oh gosh, who cares? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, he sleeps on the couch or he'll fall asleep in the floor or the car and it's just fine. But we got really busy after And so, you know, we moved and sold a house and bought a house and moved quite a few hours away from where we were living. And so all that, you know, the busyness really is what I swear it it just really helped. And also I I got off my birth control, which that was a huge I I feel like that really just elevated uh, the hormones or whatever is in it. But Um, So just a couple little things like that and just being busy. I just was like constant. So So that was kind of a good coping mechanism for you. Right. Threw yourself into doing other things to keep your mind occupied. Yep. Okay. So tell us now you, 
had your son and you were nursing 23 and a half hours a day and <laughs> you said, okay, well, this feels like a good time to start motherhood survival boxes. So tell us about that. Tell us about the journey of like starting it and what is in it and everything about it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah. So this started right in the same time. I guess he was, gosh, you know, four months old when I started thinking about it. And he was a very leisurely, he ate for so long. (laughs) When we'd sit down to nurse, he was there for like an hour and a half. It's a grazer. Oh my gosh. He, yeah. He loved to be close. So we were down a lot. Yeah, just in the midst of all this and just uh, the feeling of loneliness when you're surrounded by a bunch of people. And I just, ha- I knew I couldn't be the only one. And I knew I couldn't be the only mom that like needed just something for her. And you just give, 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 give all the time. And it's just constant. And mm-hmm. so much is expected of you. And a lot of women go and get their hair done or their nails done or they take a minute or grab coffee and those little things are great. But I just, I thought that, you know, we should have more just on a little bit more regular basis. So I actually called my husband at work and I was like, I have to talk to you right now. (laughs) And he was like, Hey, what? And I was like, we have to start, we have to send boxes to postpartum moms. And that's where it started. I love that you call him and you're like, it's like a vision quest. We have to get boxes and send them to all the mothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Right. But it was just one of those things that, you know, you get an idea and I don't know how the podcast started for you guys, but I you mean, just sim- can't stop, right? Yes. Like you're just, you think of every little thing and it's just like constant. And until it happens, you're just obsessing over every detail and what it's going to look like and, you know, what it's going to feel like. And so it started with postpartum mothers because that's where I was. And, you know, it was just very hard. And I had never really heard, you know, you hear the stories and stuff and it is coming to be more of a norm to talk about the bad of motherhood and postpartum and stuff. But it's still relatively new, you know, opening up and sharing those feelings with people. And then it was like, I wanted to be more just all mothers. I wanted to, you know, make life easier or brighter or a little prettier for all mothers. So my husband actually was like, and he is a very business numbers, like, I'm very creative and just can see all these things. And he's like, oh, well, here's this, this and this. (laughs) But he was actually like, that sounds great. And so on, you know, that 15 minute phone call, it was like done. Yeah. He actually is the one that thought of the name. Oh, I love that. I was like, what about this, this, and this? And he was like, no, what about this? And I was just like, yep. Love it. That's it. In that weekend, we pretty much, you know, just went for it and got um, logos and everything designed. And it was like coming true in the midst of moving. (laughs) Of course. Like (laughs) trying to do all this. So finally, when we got settled um, in our new home, it just really took off. And we focus on putting um, four to six items from mother and women owned companies in our boxes. So it's just well rounded, uh, just women and mothers supporting women and mothers. Um, Occasionally, you know, we'll have a company in there that isn't necessarily a woman or a mom, but they have an amazing mission. Um, attached with their their company so it's been incredible just working with these women and knowing that each box supports you know 
help support like eight different families. And so what kind of stuff is in the box? Yeah. So we do self-care, um, home, you know, anything from coffee, which I mean is self-care to me. So, but yeah, and treats and different, you know, fun snacks, uh, apparel and not necessarily clothing, but hats. Okay. Stuff like that. Um, we ship four times a year. So it's not a bunch of stuff coming in your home, which was huge for me because I'm very, you know, I try to keep our house very clutter free, which a box a month coming in our door was just like overwhelming to my mind. So yeah, um, sometimes it takes like a month to even go through a box. Right. (laughs) True. Well, and we that is another, you know, we try to do the experience to last for the three months between boxes. So there's usually something you can enjoy the second you open your box. And then the other things will last through the three months. It'll get you through the three months. So you're constantly being able to use what's in that box. And then, of course, sometimes it's just forever. So you've eaten all the chocolate in one day, but you can wear the hat for, you know, the rest of your life. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Amazing. This month's box just went out today. I think I saw. Well, we ship three times in the the quarters. So you don't have to wait. If you sign up last week, you wouldn't have to wait three months. Okay. So you would get it every, yeah. So you would get it this ship date. Okay. And then what are some of the companies that you've been able to support so far, like through the box? Gosh. Um, <clears throat> well, we found just off the top of my mind, TMM Beauty, which she is all about uh, just clean beauty and clean living. And same thing, she had her son and just wanted to stay home and do clean beauty to other women because it was like super, um, she was super passionate about it. And it's Mama Java Coffee, which I think is now Ladies Mm. Coffee Company. Um, They've been in there and... So a little candle company she started just in her kitchen and now she has a warehouse and wow uh, she's just killing it and doing amazing Eurysses apothecary which she's a baby doctor and so nice. during day and then make skincare at night and yeah it's just I always get their story so I can introduce them and you know what how they got started and why and I love that you're using like companies that are women run and supporting other women and you know their businesses as opposed to you know here's your yankee candle everybody like it's really nice that you're you know helping them grow their business as well and it's women helping women yep that's our goal and we didn't want it if i can go buy something if i get a box full of stuff i can go buy at target it kind of loses its appeal to me so if you get you know four to six items that you And most of these companies, you know, you've never heard of. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, it's new and you're the support thing is behind it. So it just makes the box a little bit specialer, in my opinion. Sure. And then people can go out and say, you know, I really loved this product. Seek them out and get more of their, you know, other other items. So you're helping them promote their businesses, too. Yeah. And I just really enjoy it. And just bringing their story to light too is really fun. I think it's honestly my favorite part and that and the handwritten notes that people that women give for our gifts, they're allowed to write the handwritten notes. And I just love reading those just uplifting. And I had one that just, you know, the other day that said, you know, I saw that you were having a really hard time 
on Instagram the other day. And I just wanted to give this to you and let you know, like, you're doing awesome. You're the only mom your kids want. And I was just, you know, that that's our why. I feel like I'd be in tears, like reading those things as oh you know, the one putting the boxes out. I'd be like, oh, gosh, yeah. my hormones are everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. Right. For this. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I, I love it. And I just I wish I could honestly like show them and take pictures of all of them and post them on Instagram. But um, just because they are, it's just awesome to see women supporting women just mm-hmm. always. So it's huge. So how has it been working from home with your child home? I assume your child is home. Yeah. So we also homeschool our... Okay. So everyone's home. Yeah. Every, everybody's home. <laughs> I am very... I uh, Not so much anymore, but definitely struggle with it's got to be perfect or it's not, you know, it's not a thing, which now I've realized is that's not a thing. Perfection yeah. is unobtainable. <laughs> I was just constantly in the beginning trying to find this balance of being able to, you know, the clean house and the home cooked meals. And, and that just had to go out the window too. I was going to say, did you find that unicorn? Oh, no. (laughs) I found that, you know, sometimes I am a better housekeeper (laughs) than I am a business owner. And sometimes, you know, it's, chicken nuggets and frozen corn. And I just had to become okay with that. And the kids are fed. And that was an awesome business day. And, you know, I got a ton done for the business. The house is a mess. And, you know, the kids are fed, not necessarily like these amazing home cooked meals, but they'll be okay. I contemplated giving my kids cereal for breakfast or for dinner (laughs) last night, which is not just like I've never done that. And I know people do it and it's totally fine, but I'm still like, well, you should probably eat something else, right? (laughs) No, you know, it's just, it's a constant just trying to figure it out. And it's funny how judgmental you are until you become a mom. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Even of yourself, like your standards of yourself have to just really plummet. Like, oh, they didn't (laughs) get a five course meal. Like, what is that mother doing wrong? And now, like, oh, well, she is kicking major butt. Like, that's fine. I think I definitely felt that with, like, kids in stores, like, screaming at the top of their lungs (laughs) or, like, lying in the middle of the aisle over something ridiculous. And it's like, ugh, what is this person not taking care of? And now it's just, I see you. Yep. We, I, girl, you are doing it. You're kicking butt. You keep doing you. (laughs) You need to come to the store with me more often. You're like that mom code. You see a mom with like the kid losing their mind and you're just like, you keep rocking, mom. Here's right. a coffee. You're killing yeah. it. I know. I'm always like, try to make eye contact and let them know like, you're fine. You got this. You're Don't not alone. Yep. I went to Old Navy with all three of the kids the other day and we were in the checkout line and the boys were just literally like running around one of these racks. And I was like, it's cool. Just stay in my eye line. And then Finley just laid on the floor and licked the floor. And I was like, I can't even care about this. I cannot care. And there's like five people in line behind me. And I was like, I feel free to judge me. It's fine. Right? I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? No, it's, I'm I'm glad my, you know, judging went away when I was a mom. Because I'm like, oh, oh, I get it now. Like, these it's not as easy as you know you think it's gonna be when 
you don't have children. <laughs> That's what all these memes are about. I get it now. <laughs> yeah, no, so just not, uh, just finding what works for your family, I think, was our biggest thing. And mm-hmm. and it looks different for everybody. So I get up early. Um, I try to get up at 5.30 in the morning every morning. And that gives me, you know, an hour and a half before anyone gets up. And what I can do in an hour and a half without being tugged on is incredible (laughs) just nap times and you know if that's worked on the business or home or laundry or just sitting there and taking a minute it just kind of depends on the day but I uh, just had to get very intentional with my schedule and my time and I am a mom first so just trying to shut down and be there you know during the day um, was huge too because I can't just be on the computer 24 7 because that's not going to work either And especially if you're homeschooling, too, that's like an added wrench into the equation that I wasn't thinking about. Right. Yeah, it's we've loved it. I mean, okay, maybe I've I've loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know how much she's loved it. She is going to middle school next year. But are you going to homeschool middle school? Are you sending her off to school? I tried really hard, but nope, she wants to go and experience it. So we're uh, letting her choose that. So it's fine. Yeah. And we'll have a new baby. So it might be perfect timing for her to go and explore that route. Yeah. So Instagram and social media take over a lot of time. So just trying to figure that out too. And how to be, you know, more intentional with that use of time um, has been really important as well. Do you find yourself like there, you know, when she, when you have school for her or when you're just sitting there, do you find yourself having to constantly like write ideas down? Like I have a really hard time shutting my brain off when it comes to work because I'm always like, oh, what about this great idea? Let me just write that down real quick. And it always snowballs. Do you, do you run into that? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's constant. We, I have like, I need to get just like a book (laughs) because now it's like, I have all these little note cards and they just pile up and you know, they're everywhere of just ideas and what this looks like. And yeah, it, it's a lot. And I don't know if that ever stops when, you you know, you're doing something. I think that like some people just have that brain. Like I am constantly like, Oh, I have this idea and I have to write it down. And it's whatever I'm obsessed with at the time. So like I had a fit, I have a fitness business and it's, I I still like always have ideas from that. And I was like, I'm going to take a step back and not work quite as much, but I'm still constantly like thinking of things And then, you know, we have this podcast and Talia and I were like, yeah, we'll just do this as like a fun little side thing. And literally as soon as we launched, I was like, okay, I have a million ideas. I'm going to contact all these people and I'm going to do all this stuff. And Talia was like, I'm just, okay, what, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to show up and talk. (laughs) So you don't, you don't do that then. So she's like just constant. Well, she, I mean, I definitely have that in another like brain set. I'm a teacher. So. Like, I think I do that a lot with my classroom. I get ideas and it's just like, okay, this month we're focusing on this. Okay, what kind of projects can we do? Let me look up some fun things. How am I going to make this work? I do that a lot with my daughter, you know, troubleshooting. She has some medical issues. So it's like, okay, how are we going to take care of this? What is that going to look like? So I'm just as in love with the podcast as Kristen is, but Kristen is way more of a type A than I am. So it's been a beautiful marriage as far as she just has all the ideas and runs with them and finds all the people. And I literally show up with my coffee and it's like, all right, let's do this. I'm just, I'm just here for the chit chat. I'm here for the, I'm here for the tongue wagging. (laughs) 
No, it's perfect. And it's like, you know, I work, my husband works full time, but he is, you know, the person that I bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying in the beginning, it's, I'm definitely the dreamer and the idea person. And he's definitely the one that's like more down to earth and like, well, Melissa. The grounded one. Right. So it is a perfect little partnership. That is. You you need that. I think you need somebody who's going to have the big dreams and somebody else who's going to say, okay, how are we, what is this going to look like? How are we going to make this work right. realistically? Yep. I agree. Okay, so tell everyone where they can find your boxes. And do you do, like, previews of them after they go out? Um, Yes, we do preview. We do sneak peeks before they... So spring box is the one that's going now. So we've already shipped it. So it's already out there. Um, So if you order, you know exactly what you're going to get. But for that first shipment um, in the new quarter, we usually do a sneak peek of one item. Okay. Like the big, the big highlight item in the box. And then other than that, we really do try to keep it a surprise. Yeah. Oh, we're on Instagram at Motherhood Survival Box. And we, our website's MotherhoodSurvivalBox.com. So everywhere, we're just Motherhood Survival, Survival Box. Box. Perfect. Yep. So all That's platform. easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, it's, it sounds like it's something that you order and then it's just, you've put in your, whatever, your information and it just comes to you kind of like a okay so what i thought of was like a wine shipment when you join a wine club and like every quarter you're like oh my bottles are here is it kind of like that where it's just like a membership wine might be a little bit like more satisfying because that sounds incredible i didn't even know that was like a thing oh my husband and i found this winery that we loved and he was just can we become members and it was like i've already signed us up (laughs) oh that is amazing it's wonderful Um, yeah they right it is auto renewing so it does show up unless you cancel and then of course if you just want to try it or give it as a gift we do just have a one-time box so you can do that as well and it won't auto renew and it'll charge you one time and you'll be done unless you want to subscribe and we also are coming out with our postpartum box we'll come out with that it's launching in july so we're finally Finally doing that first step that I really wanted to start with, and it'll just be a one-time gift box for the postpartum mom. So that'll coincide for when you're postpartum. Right. Well, and that was kind of Uh neat to be able to stand behind all the products and, like, really try them and know that, like, you know, they work and they, you know, smell good and it is everything that I am saying that they are. So. I mean, that's important. Right. So what's, like, your goal demographic with that in in the sense of, like, the first two weeks postpartum the first three months postpartum what's kind of your aim there um I would say probably within the first three months I you know it'll be you know things for baby and just healing of course there will be things and we are gonna go towards the c-section mom and um you know the vaginal birth mom so I want it to cover both Okay. And breastfeeding and, you know, not, you know, you don't have to breastfeed, but there is stuff in there if you are. Um, And just have it be really well-rounded instead of very, you know, specific towards one type of birth or Mm -hmm. one feeding method. Of course, other things just for mom um, to kind of uplift her spirits in that time too. So So when you, when you sign up for that box, you, will you specify like, oh, I, I'm, planning to breastfeed and I had a vaginal birth or or like it's one box that will kind of cover that whole realm 
yeah, it's just one box that'll cover everything. I love yeah, it. So you don't, it doesn't have to be specific. And that way you can do it as a, you know, baby shower gift. And Nice. I was going to say that would get really specific for you. Okay, I'm a spring. So whatever color that is. I don't right. Know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Recipe, but only on the left side. <laughs> right. No, just very, yep. Just a one box that just kind of covers it all. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great excited. gift. I think, I think a lot of times I remember when Kristen was having, we threw a baby shower for Kristen for her third surprise baby shower. And knowing that she really had like an arsenal of clothing and stuff like that, I was like, mom needs something. Like right. get something like why are we forgetting about the real hero behind all of this? <laughs> yeah, I actually stopped buying gifts for babies at baby <laughs> showers and um just I strictly focus on mom. I yeah. and it's surprising. You know, I'm usually the only one. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of people I mean, I did that so I did that for Chris. I got her a massage. And, you know, and that with another friend of mine. But then I did that. I went to another baby shower and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do that for this person, too. And it was shocking how many people. I mean, obviously, the mom was just like, you know, she won the grocery sweepstakes. <laughs> but then everybody else was like, what a great idea. Wow. You don't yeah. think about the like person behind it, which is so sad. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you think of, oh, the baby, you know, yeah, it's great to get the baby outfits and diapers and toys or blah, 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 whatever. But I mean, I remember feeling just so overwhelmed with like so much stuff that we had for her. And in the meanwhile, I'm having to go to Target to get the ridiculous grandma underwear because nobody <laughs> thought about what I would need when right. I was recovering. Nobody bought me nipple cream. I had to do that for myself. Right. No, it's so important. And I love that you have thought of that because I think it, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's so. funny. I mean, even we have kids and I was just talking to a couple of friends maybe a week or two ago and they were saying that there's this nipple cream they love that they bring to baby showers. And I'm like, I would never think of that. And even as you're saying this, I'm like, I've never thought to send something to the mom. You know, sometimes like right after they have a baby, I'll think like, oh, this is like a nice gift for you. But usually it's either like a pregnancy book or because, you know, everyone wants to read a book just like me <laughs> <laughs> or like a hilarious outfit for the kids. Like those are usually my two right. go to's. And now I'm like, I'm totally team nipple cream. I love this. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's what I, I got like a bunch of stuff for mom. And then I did find a hilarious onesie and I was like, all right, I can't resist. But I think a lot of times you know, we forget about the moms. And I think as moms, we forget about ourselves too. Yeah. So it's so great that, you know, this package can literally just show up at your door and it's just all for me. Right. Well, and I want to take, you know, even still third baby, I'm like, Oh, which nipple cream do I like best? Or, you know, what brand was that? And I just think, you know, just, Hey, these are tried true. They work. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think is huge. So yeah, I, I think that was so ridiculously complex. I mean, there's just, we're going to stand nipple cream. There's so many different nipple creams. Oh, man. Right. So it's nice to know that somebody else's nipples have done all the hard work. <laughs> so I don't have to. <laughs> they finally figured it out. Yeah. No, we're excited to just be able to offer that and just kind of take that part out of it. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. lots of other things to handle and deal with and so do you have any other big ideas for the business? So you're launching this postpartum box, which is obviously like, and then you're having a baby. 
So it's not like you're trying to do anything big right now, but, right. but also I'm just, I'm in your brain thinking, I know that you are thinking at least two <laughs> years ahead. So the cogs are churning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a lot in the funnel, but I think our next big one will be to do just, uh, mom nights and mother retreats. Uh, um, that'll be, that'd be so fun. I love yeah, that. Yeah you know, motivational speakers and do comedians or serve really good dinner and wine and just have it. We're trying to start here in this next spring and small, start small. So, you know, a group of 25, 35 women that can just really get together and talk and, you know, Mm. conversational um, pieces and just have it be a couple nights just for them. So I love it. Our next mom's retreat. Yeah. So we're excited. I'm really excited. I told my husband and my husband's like, are you kidding? Like, let's have this baby. <laughs> let's like, this. I'm like, yes, yes, we'll do that. But and he's this. Really great speaker. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just 24 seven. So we're really excited to see where it can go. I just have this like image of you, like being like in the delivery room, like between contractions or pushes, like, wait, write this down for me. And then where's my notebook? <laughs> It probably will be exactly like it's it's nonstop. So, honey, I need ice chips, chapstick, and my ideas notebook. Go. Right. Well, how many people do you think we can get to like a resort in San Diego? And my husband's like, uh, no, <laughs> not right now. I'm like, okay, we can start local. Where are you based out of? Uh, we're in Oregon, so. Uh, okay. Okay. Redmond Bend area. I mean, people would love to go up there. I was going to say, uh, just have it in Oregon. It's gorgeous up there. Right. Yeah, we totally could. All right, great. Well, sign us up. Um, if you need a personal trainer, let me know. Need yes. a third grade teacher, let us know. Gosh, guys. I mean, yeah, sounds great. Oh, my gosh. Kristen <laughs> could totally, like, lead, like, your morning, like, boot camp workouts. See, I, I know. I said I would love to do, you know, workout and mimosas. There you go. And- there you go. <laughs> Okay, so you've you know, got your you've got your speakers, you've got your personal trainer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm like already envisioning this also, and I'm like, this is gonna be great because if you've been yeah. thinking about this for you know, I'm sure years. Yeah, I'm excited. So well, we're excited to see where your business goes. Same with you guys. I love what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Yeah. So it, it did start with a Kristen's husband saying that we should just start a podcast because we talk to each other so often. I mean, that was the birth story of ours. Well, that and because I had been telling him a story that I listened to on a podcast about this woman was saying her her second child had taken a transformer to her third child's head. And the, the third child was a baby. Like he was like a couple weeks old. And I was like, thank God, because I am always like my two oldest, my oldest, like just was so hard on my second child, like kicked him in the face at like how many weeks old? I don't even know. I mean, he was so aggressive with him. And I was like asking my friends and everyone's like, oh no, like our kids are angels and they love their little sibling. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure what's going on here then. Like, so I felt like really (laughs) weird. And then I heard the story and I was like, yes, there is at least one more person whose kid is at risk of death because of their older sibling. <laughs> right, just a little normalcy through the podcast world. Yeah, yes. And so, so, so we felt we needed to bring those stories alive. Yeah, right. Bring them normal. Make them normal again to show that you are not alone, mom tribe. Right. right? 
<laughs> it's important. Well, that's awesome. I love what you guys are doing. So we have our end of the podcast question. Um, so we just love to know what kind of media you're consuming right now. So podcasts, books, movies, anyone on social media you're loving, anything like that that you want to share. Podcasts are definitely, yeah, when I can, um, but in the car. I listen to podcasts in the car. So, Which podcasts are you listening to? Um, definitely more of, you know, Rachel Hollis and Jenna Kutcher, more business related. I have a whole list of ones that everybody's like, oh, you need to listen to them. They're, you know, mom oriented and hopefully I'll get to that. But right now <laughs> I'm all like, you know, just business, 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 business. Yeah. How do other people do it? We don't really watch TV and I don't really have time for books and, uh, <laughs> Social media, you know, I follow a ton of people just for business and I just, nobody in particular, but watching other people's little families and stuff grow and be crazy and, you know, have the same (laughs) things that I do is, you know, that's always nice, but. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Um, And we'll put it in the show notes where your website is and how to find you on social media. And we love talking to you. Yeah, it was awesome talking to you guys. Thank you. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye.